With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey everybody, how you doing? This is Bill Williamson. Uh, This is Silver and Black Pride. This is my podcast, What's Happening? It is about 3 o'clock on tape time on the West Coast. On the 13th, Wednesday, I'm going to try to do it every week here in the off-season. Try to do Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, you know, just what I like to do in my podcast, and I'll have guests for sure. I just like breaking down what's going on in the last week or days. And, you know, in the off-season, there's less going on. But, you know, we really pride ourselves at Silver and Black Pride to write about everything. And we do have a lot of high volume. And but it's kind of fun for me to break it down verbally of what's going on with the team. So that's kind of what I'm going to do. My podcasts aren't going to be super long, you know, especially in the off season. There's not a ton of talk about to talk about, but we just like to kind of go and and get through everything. Um, so let's talk about what the schedule came out last week. Um, there's not a lot to complain about. In fact, I've seen some stories, opinions from people who say, you know what, I kind of like this Raiders schedule. Now, the, after seeing the schedule, the way it's breaking out, as far as it's going to play out, there's a chance for this team to really do some damage. And with, you know, seven teams in the playoffs in each division now, it's a real opportunity. You look at strength of schedule. I know it's, so it's really hard to look at strength of schedule from the year before because you don't know what's going to happen. But, you know, some people do, like DraftKings, for example, does from their projections. That's Stravis schedule. So the Raiders, I think, under that formula have the third toughest schedule. We'll see. We'll see. Again, if you look at it week to week, it doesn't look that bad. It starts hard. Um, you know, and Warren Sharp, who is a you know very good like inside analytics NFL guy, he says it's the toughest schedule in the NFL in the first 10 games. First 10, 11 games. But then in the last six weeks, it's like the second easiest. So the key for this team is to just hang in there. Just hang in there. And what broke down the Raiders last year? Injuries. They just kind of wore down. They lost five out of six. Remember, this team was six and four, finished seven and nine. So they got to have better. They got to be able to handle injuries better than last year. Have a little luck that way too. Um, I think the key to the schedule is after the bye, after week five, and they have four games. I think this four game stretch. And I believe it's Tampa Bay at home um, on Sunday night. Tom Brady, Gronk, Las Vegas. How about that? Pretty cool. Let's hope there's uh, fans in the stands. And then it's Cleveland, and then it's go, and then Cleveland on the road, and then come home, and then you play to L.A. Short flight to L.A. No big deal. Play the Chargers. 
Then you got the Denver at home. If you can go 4-0 and in that thing, I think you're going to be in really good shape for the playoffs. No worse than 3-1. and you got to go three, at least 3-1. and And I don't care about Tom Brady, and I don't care about whatever. I don't care about the Broncos getting better. I, I don't care about those other two games being on the road. Just freaking winning these games. You can be 2-3 and three in a tough... Before the bye stretch is pretty tough for the Raiders. It is. But in my formula, say you go two and three. Then you get your bye, you get healthy, enjoy yourself. You go four and oh. Well, hell, that's six and three. Then you play Kansas City, and it's Kansas City home game. Kansas City on the road in week five before the bye. At least it ain't December. At least, you know, at least that's good. You say you lose to Kansas City, okay? Then you're six and four. I'm not saying these things are going to happen according to Hoyle, but just as a formula, six and four. Now you got six games left. Most of them at home, including weeks 14 through 16, and it's the second easiest schedule. And and you're six and four. Go like hell, right? Go four and two at the worst. To six four and two to ten wins. Raiders are ten and six. Seventeen's in the playoffs. Certainly ten wins is gonna get you in. So the key to all this is that doable stretch during that tough eleven week schedule. And that's week seven through ten. That is the key to the Raiders' schedule, I do believe. Um, what else we got? There's not a lot of bad weather games. Uh, maybe the Jets in late uh, November. Hopefully they play better against the Jets than they did last year. That was brutal. Um, you know, last people were like, hey, it sucks that we have to start against the Saints in our home stadium. Hey, you know what? You got four primetime games, and they're all at home. So there is not a lot to complain about with this schedule. There really isn't. It is not a bad slate. So let's just see what happens. Hopefully we'll get some fans in there, right? Like I said earlier, we got to get some fans in every stadium. And if not, you know, the league is thinking about some things. Um, You know, Vegas may be holding some home games for some people, maybe the Chargers, maybe the Rams. We'll see. Just a lot to figure out. I I know that the tickets, the Raiders' home game tickets, are the hottest in the league. And if you look at the Raiders' road games, they're they're not as hot. People want to be in Vegas. People want to go to Vegas. And you've seen that stadium lately. It's just beautiful. It's gorgeous. And I remember when this first came out, you know, a lot of people say, oh, Bill, you, you know, it sucks that you think this Vegas thing is going to be a good thing. Yeah, it is going to be a good thing. It's going to give the team money. You can already see the value a year into this Vegas thing. I'm not talking about – I'm talking about after it was announced. The value of the Raiders rose so much, and it's going to continue to rise. They're, they have a chance to be a real premier team as far as off the field, and that helps you stay premier on the field. So it's a good thing. A lot of people are going to want to go see the Las Vegas Raiders. Now there's one thing here. 
we're going to see more visiting fans in Las Vegas than we did in Oakland. I'm not going to the point where I'm saying this is going to be like a Charger game in Costa Mesa. No, that's not the point. But it's going to be more than in Oakland. You rarely saw opposing jerseys in Oakland. They stuck out like a sore thumb. Maybe, what, 50 tops? Tops? You're going to see more. It's going to be more noticeable in Las Vegas. That's not a rip on the Raiders. That's not a rip on the Raiders fans. That's just going to be the way it is. Visiting fans are going to make, it's going to be like a tourist deal. Again, it's going to be significantly more Raider fans, but you're going to see some other fans. And that's why the tickets are so high, because it's just not one fan base trying to get these tickets on the secondary market. It's so many more. But again, good problem to have. At least you got a sweet home finally. You know, the Oakland Coliseum, I loved it. I was there as a kid. Um, first NFL game I've ever been to. But it, if, if you didn't think it needs an upgrade, you, you, you're lying to yourself. So let's talk a little bit more on-field stuff. And You know, the Raiders, that's one thing I really love about covering the Raiders is that they always keep me busy. There's always something going on with the silver and black on the field when it comes to adding people. Um, Frank Gore almost became a Raider. He chose the, uh, the Jets because of his familiarity with Adam Gaze, played for him in um, Miami. So the Raiders signed Devontae Booker. You know, this guy, he has a chance to be the backup running back. I'm not thrilled with him. If you look at his stats, he hasn't really done much, you know, especially in the recent years. He already even played last year. I don't know if he's the answer if Josh Jacobs gets hurt, you know, but they'll have to figure something out. Um, but that's okay. I mean, not every team has to have a great backup running back. You know what I mean? He can maybe catch some balls out of the backfield. But, you know, I think you're going to see Lynn Bowden getting a lot of designed plays for him. Uh, certainly uh, Jalen Richard, we know who he is in this offense. But the key is to keep Jacobs healthy, get him more carries. I think you'd like to get him in the 300-carry range. That's averaging 20 a game, being healthy. Last year, he had 242 That in 13 games. He missed three games. That's an 18.6-carry average. So I think you're going to want to see him get more carries. And I think you're going to want to see him get more receptions and maybe double his receptions. I think that's something you're going to want to see. Um, they they agreed to terms to Prince Camimera. I don't say uh, hard names very well. I I think it's funny myself. So if you want to bang on me, go ahead. Prince A, who was a first round pick from the uh, from the Giants, in 2011, on his third team. This guy has nine nine starts in nine seasons in the NFL. That's pretty good value to get this late in, in free agency. And it didn't cost much either. It's not official. Adam Kaplan, my friend, said, hey, if if, if this doesn't happen, maybe they go after Dre Kirkpatrick, who played for Paul Gunther. All these guys have been on the, the availability for a while. I know they've, they've talked about Logan Ryan 
he is a guy that they would like. Logan Ryan had some interest in coming to Las Vegas. But it's more of a money thing. So I don't know if that's a real possibility. But, you know, I, I think that Prince A is going to be a guy that could start. Gives Arnett a chance to grow into his role. I think in 2021, you're going to see the Raiders' top three cornerbacks be Trayvon Mullen, Arnett, and, and America, uh, Robertson. But this year, you're going to see, you know, LaMarcus Joyner in there at slot. He's, I would be surprised. He, 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 you can get out of his deal pretty easily after this year. The dead money shrinks significantly. But this year, you're going to see Prince A., and you're going to see LaMarcus Joyner, and you're going to see those rookies get seasoning, and I think this is going to be a big year for Mullen. And then don't forget guys like Isaiah Johnson, Kayshawn Nixon, um, Nevin Lawson. But you can, you're only going to keep six or seven. You're probably gonna, most teams keep six, but now with the game day 53-man roster, you can pull a couple guys off the practice squad each week. You know, we may see seven for the Raiders. So that's going to be a real, you know, that could be a real position of strength. Especially if these guys can stay healthy and the youngsters can come on quick. You know, I, I think that's important. So that's kind of what's going on with the, you know, with the Raiders. Oh, here's another thing. Ar- Arnett, I saw somewhere where, you know, he's, some scout said, hey, he's either going to be a stud or he's going to be a bust. He's one of the boon or bust top guys in this draft. And he's got to be, he's a zone guy. Well, the Raiders are in zone 54% of the time. So that's where, you know, you play to your strengths. That's why you have so many cornerbacks. My thought on Arnett is the Raiders loved him. So they got him. So now it's up to him to show that reason why they drafted him. And it's up to the Raiders to develop him. And if he's great, he's great. If he's not, it was a mistake. But he's the guy they want. So it doesn't matter if other people are panning that pick. You know what I mean? So, hey, so that's this week's show. I hope you enjoyed it. I want to end one last thing on the schedule. Six more morning games. My wife's a huge Raider fan. She hates the morning games, 10 o'clock on a Sunday. Because maybe she has a little fun on Saturday night. We're entitled. So, six more morning games. Six morning games, four prime timers, and six 1-125 games. So, there you go. All right, guys. Have a great week. Really enjoy talking to you. This is my fourth Raider podcast in four years. I, you know, I'm steady with them. I've just you know changed networks. I'm sticking here at SB Nation. I'm sticking here at Silver and Black Pride. I appreciate you guys. This is Bill Williamson. You guys take care. Have a good week. Have fun. Be safe. Get through this thing. We'll get there. See ya.